rolling up. What is good, beautiful people? This is Daniel here from Rolling Up Podcast and Rolling Up Entertainment. Here, joined by beautiful friends, we have Max Strategies, James Rowdy, and an individual that has come down from Gold Coast, from Queensland, an individual that has been very successful in the music space, but has decided to transition into Web3. In the house, we have Cameron, the NFT. What is good, my friend? I'm excellent, boys. Ooh. Excellent. Around some, around some good blokes, good company, had some great nights, and I'm ready to do this podcast. Let's, Let's go. dive into we'll it. Up. So we got Rowdy and Max here, very close friends of mine. For those that don't know, Rowdy, we'll jump to you first, my friend, in a 30-second nutshell. What do you do, and how did we meet? Uh, that's a great question. In Look, a 30 second nutshell. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm still a bit hungover from last night. So, um, and my voice sounds like shit. But um, yeah, how do we meet? Um, we met at NFT Melb. And what do I do? Uh, I work full time on Web3 and help out with NFT Melb with all the partnerships and strategy. Max, my friend. Yo, yo. What do I do? Uh, I'm a cryptocurrency educator, social media influencer and uh multimedia f- bonanza i like that <laughs> well, i like I that. Love that dynamic yeah quite dynamic. Dynamic. so like that. Th- this podcast is primarily based around cam as you are our guest in the space oh. in melbourne one and the guest on the podcast so we will be hearing from rowdy and max in future many many times but today's episode max rowdy and myself is going to point some stories towards your way and understand your mind cool. your vision why you've done what you've done and where you're going. Yeah, so sounds good. Cameron, the NFT, had that name come about? And uh, where did it transition? Because on, on Instagram, you have Make Bad Decisions. Mm. What what transitioned that, I guess, music name to now Cameron, okay. the NFT? Well, like, I never really used my personal Twitter too much. And I actually had my, like, full name in my Twitter, like Cameron, the rest of my name. You know what I mean? So um, I do I had to change it to something. Uh, and... On Instagram, I'm verified on my uh, Instagram. So I have to go through this whole process to change it and I might lose verification um, if I change my name. So I didn't really want to do that. So I was just kind of like, oh, I'll just leave it. You know, it's you know, it's like a, it's kind of like a time capsule for me, you know, in a sense, you know, um, that name and uh, all the content on there and, you know, the music. Uh, but, you know, I was uh, super into NFTs, obviously, given the name. Uh, and I was never, I was in crypto, but I never felt like a desire to talk about it really. It wasn't something that I felt, um, I, I don't feel like I had the uh, required knowledge to actively give advice on that. Uh, but, you know, because I did, you know, put so much time to NFTs, so much time uh, into building, uh, I felt like it was a, a natural step for me because I've always been a content creator. Uh, and so Cameron, the NFT just kind of came about. And then in regards to what you're doing now, what, first off, within Crypto Web 3, what got you into the space? Was it somebody, something you saw? Yeah, so uh, obviously I got into crypto first, um, naturally. What year was that? Um, 2018, 2019, very loosely, um, you know, just some very small investments. Uh, I was still not very financially <laughs> responsible or aware, to be honest. So you lost a lot of money? No, no, no. I just mean in general. I was so focused on the creative endeavors in my life, even within business. Um, I was always the creative director. I was project manager, managing projects. 
so it was never really something I focused on. Um, so yeah, I got in, I got into crypto around that time, uh, and then I got heavily into it in uh, twenty twenty. Uh, and you know, I waited on a bunch of different coins, uh, made a bit of money because you know, bull market stuff. Uh, and yeah, it was great. I was just like, wow, if I can learn more, I can keep doing this. It could, you know, really be something big. And the big difference for me between crypto and NFTs, and this was literally the the one thing that got me really into it, was the first time I joined a Discord server, and I was like, what is going on here? like what how is this possible people are so engaged people are so um excited to be around all these people and working on like a common goal or have a common ambition and that really excited me and i was like it if these communities are this passionate this active i have to be in this space so that's when i sunk my teeth into nfts and just started researching um I also heard about it from Journey Crypto. That was one of the first places I heard about it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of how I got into it. And were you, were you still making music at the time whilst transitioning into the NFT space? Because that, that, for anyone that doesn't know, that was your background yeah. very heavily within. And then you started a project called Moonwalker FM. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, I was a musician for the vast majority of my life from 16. I'm still a musician, I guess. I still make music for my uh, lo-fi project. But um, it was my career for a very long time from I started at 16 um, at 18 I got triple J support started doing tours national tours that led to international management international tours uh, and yeah I got to see the entire world pretty much Europe um, North America uh, and play a lot of shows and it was looking back it was some of the best times of my life uh, but also some of the most stressful times of my life because for the vast majority of that and ev any musician listening to this could relate um, <laughs> the come up is rough you are staying in the cheapest places, taking the worst flights and paying show, uh, like playing shows for the worst money. What's one of the worst experiences that you had overseas or even in Australia? Ooh, okay, so uh, I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was playing these shows in Thailand, uh, and I was over there with a bunch of just loose units like Shami and Jackson. You guys probably know them. Um, I was, I was playing some shows over there. Uh, and then uh, they were all staying there for an extended trip and I had to come back because I was really broke, right? I was like super broke. And I remember I had $20 in my bank account. I had a flight, a 24 hour flight. So it was like a massive layover. I had a layover in Malaysia. So I went from Thailand to Malaysia and I had to like sleep on the floor in the airport for like, I don't know, 13 hours. And I budgeted my money out to buy mcdonald's hash browns <laughs> so i just did that yeah and uh so th that was a pretty bad um experience but i've stayed in you know like the seediest places and uh, i mean there's so many you know i've got so many stories of staying in terrible places to be honest what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself when you were experiencing that uh i guess it was that i can do it like if someone really wants to go after it it doesn't really matter how much money you have you'll find a way um and you know naturally because i believed in myself uh i reinvested everything i had into going and making a name for myself and uh traveling and um you know playing these shows even if sometimes it was for a loss if i thought the show was going to be good um I, I would sometimes play it for a loss because i wanted the content i wanted uh you know to meet the promoter 
um, and just make those connections. Look, I've got to say jump one, in, one, one question. Like, what was that for you? Was it motivation? Was it a, a, a dream? I mean, for a lot of people in that sort of situation, they would give up and you're confronted by numerous occasions where you're, you're faced with some pretty uh, challenging obstacles and, uh, and, and you keep persevering and you keep pushing yourself. I mean, what was that sort of voice in your head? What, what, what is it? Well, to be honest, as a young kid, um, I, I was always a creative, right? That was always something I was, but I didn't find a confidence and a drive uh, until I changed schools because I, you know, I got bullied really bad as a kid. I changed schools. I met some really you know, great friends I'm still friends with today. I met my music partner and my business partner. And, uh, you know, things didn't end great between us. But something I can always remember is that he instilled a drive in me. He just had this like relentless confidence and drive to succeed. Uh, and it was funny because he wasn't even that good at making music. And I made like 99% of the music. But he just had this power to push. And it kind of just, I got, got to a point where I was like, there is no other option. Like, I'm going to do this. And even if I'm, you know, broke as shit, I'm still going to go for it. And how's that translated now into the NFT space? Is there, is there similar principles where you're seeing I'm at a loss, but I'm doing it to upskill myself. I'm doing it to better, make myself better. How are you seeing that translate now into today? Well, I think the obvious thing is nothing is linear. Uh, it's never just a straight line up. There's ups and there's downs and there's everything in between you'll hit rock bottom and you'll get back up that's uh, why we call it rolling up yeah amen <laughs> amen and, and you know i like i've hit i've done that many times like you know i've been dead broke and i've had to, i've been overseas and i've just been <laughs> like i had to find a way so i think all that experience is the, the very valuable life lessons right mm. you know going through that and you know like budgeting those hash browns and, and sleeping yeah. 13 hours and the fucking airport, like, that's rough, you know? Yeah. I've slept in some airports and, and some shit places in my life, too. But, <laughs> tell us one, tell us one, tell us one. Come on. Give you time, you know, It's not about me, it's about Cameron. But um, so we'll do that on another episode. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I think the cool thing, what, the message that I'm trying to get across here is like, all of those lessons that you've gone through, like those experiences that you've had, they actually, it's life experience, right? And that's what makes you now appreciate you know money and and you know comforts and, and all this sort of stuff right yeah absolutely and another factor i think in you know the whole perspective thing is uh, i've been to a lot of really poor places too and i've seen what poverty really looks like and you know i don't come from a rich family but i don't come from a poor family and you know just seeing what real poverty looks like you know me sleeping in an airport i'm sleeping in an airport with food around me with free water and you know i'm there for 12 hours people are literally you know sleeping on the sidewalk so um yeah it really is perspective pure gratitude yeah now for yourself let's talk on a bit of what you're what you're doing because people yeah. understand they painted the picture that you've done really well in music you've come into this nft space some people don't really understand what you mean by building mm. a quick layout on the projects that you are building dive into them share share why you've started them who you started them with and where you're at till date sure so uh when i i was living in serbia uh for a, a long time um i was living overseas for a long time and i came back to australia and you know i have a, a lot of you know, australian musician friends 
And uh, I caught up with them and the common theme amongst most of them is I've lost all my work and I've had to pick up a job or I've had to pick up a second job uh, just to survive because um, for small artists, um, you know, that maybe have, I don't know, 10,000 fans or something and they don't have labels behind them. Uh, they're making nothing off Spotify and uh, or, or streaming platforms and they make all their money from touring. And so when, uh, you know, the pandemic happened uh, and Australia gave really minimal support to artists uh, in, in that way. Uh, so they were just devastated. The whole industry was devastated. And I, I came back and I, I learned that because I was a bit out of the loop. Uh, and it was just kind of this moment where I was like, I already had a grasp of NFTs and I knew that I wanted to do something with it. Uh, but I didn't know what exactly. And then I, just, I was just, I was a shower thought, to be honest. I was just like, oh, what if I do a, a lo-fi record label that uh, is like pro artist, pro musician. Uh, and I just kind of went balls to the wall with it. I, I, you know, told my friend about it and it was literally just like a spur of the moment thing. Let, let's try it out. Let's do it. Um, and it was a, it was a really fun, exciting process building the team. Uh, it was, it came quite organically um and uh yeah we, we did it we launched a lo-fi uh record label we've released uh over 60 songs at this point uh the great thing about lo-fi is that it's pretty easy to make compared to the rest of like dance music and stuff it's quite um yeah easy to make and it's also great to curate in spotify and in uh streaming platforms uh so you can kind of get a following for that if you're doing all kinds of different music it's really hard to uh build a following because you know people go to a playlist even if it's like a pop playlist they won't like half the songs there but with lo-fi people just kind of stick it on and put it in the background so that was why i did that um and that's still going to this day we're going strong releasing music every single week um i contribute to that sometimes under blue tamagotchi that's my alias uh and yeah i love still to this day to make music it's, it'll always be a part of me um and i love making lo-fi it's just so relaxing and easy to listen to and um, enjoyable. And then how does the, because the question for the NFT DGENs and the ones that are jumping into projects, they're questioning, what's the what's the utility around this? Yes, it's a record label supporting the artists yeah. yourselves. What's the utility? What do we get essentially? What their basis question is. Yeah, so basically um, for every one uh, song, two NFTs are linked to the song and they get uh, rewards from streaming. Uh, and you know, basically our split is 45, 10, 45. Um, so a lot of the time with record labels, um, it'll be like 65, 35 to the label. Right. Um, and that doesn't include, uh, mixing and mastering a lot of the time, which is, you know, that's a thousand dollars. doesn't include, uh, marketing expenses. It uh, doesn't include artwork. So all of that will just come out of, uh, the streaming revenue. So before the artist sees anything, all of that will come off the top. So even though, you know, it's still only 45% for the artist, um, we cover every single expense. Uh, so what that they get exactly what they earn. Um, and we wanted it to be very clear cut and very obvious, you know, no smoke and mirrors because as someone who's been in the music industry for eight to 10 years, uh, I have been completely screwed over in the music industry. You know, I've done remixes for like Martin Garrix and David Guetta and it took me two years to get paid $500 and it's Damn. got like one and a half million streams. Damn. 
you know it's just dumb um so yeah so the holders get rewards um it's like a raffle type system where we just do it randomly by numbers um and i think in if in about two years from the time we've launched every single person will be linked to a song in some capacity uh and yeah if it, for me with this project it, it really is a passion project and it's a matter of time in my opinion because we haven't had the music nft wave yet and for me it's like when that happens we're gonna be there with already all this music out already done all these things we're proven and we'll be ready to ride that wave and what's your what is your hot take on the music nft scene over the next five years that's very macro and when we talk about the nft in five years mm. that's pretty much laying out 30 or 50 years really yeah yeah so uh, I think I think it's uh, going to happen. I think it's inevitable uh, because people are not happy in the music industry. They're just not. Um, everyone feels there needs to be a change. Um, I don't have all the answers for that. You know, I think it's a very complex thing because we have this uh, long-standing structure of the music industry that has just been ingrained into everyone. You know, you you hustle you get signed to a label they you know give you an advance and then you make an album yada 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 but um the reality is you know an advance is just a loan right it, it literally just is a loan yeah um and if you don't make that money back for the record label you owe them that money so a lot of artists uh they'll take like a million dollars you know they'll go you know buy a watch go buy a car do all these things and then their album flops and they're in debt to the record label for the rest of their life you know it's just not so uh, i think it's inevitable and whatever direction whatever like niche within the niche we go towards and become successful uh it will happen in the next few years because everything's moving too quick uh artists are seeing it artists are like actually taking note of what is happening in the space now because i feel like you know nfts do have a bit of a stigma in certain communities it's like it's like oh i don't want to touch nfts but they just don't understand it yet and that's okay it, it just they need people you know like us to just educate them what do you think the biggest misconceptions that people have when it comes to nfts in the music great question industry? great question i think it's just uh oh well it's a lack of understanding and i think they think it's just a scam to be honest i mean i it's it's a very difficult concept to initially wrap your head around, I think, because it just, it sounds like the first time you try to explain it to someone with no context, it kind of sounds dumb, to be honest. And you really just have to look into it, understand what has happened, what is happening, who it's benefiting, the lives are changing, the communities that are being created around it, uh, to really understand where it can go. Uh, so I think, yeah, that there is a, a stigma there. And we'll see that around for a little bit longer, but I think times are changing. Well, one thing you did mention previously was education. Mm. You educated yourself. Yeah. What did you do to educate yourself? How did you go about that? So first, it's just like following people that I feel like I could uh, trust, you know, and people I could connect to. I'm not... Uh, like Journey Crypto was one I really um, resonated with just because, you know, he was so like uh monotone and just I so straight him. up you know um and i really i really liked that um there were some other people i liked you know alex becker just kind of because he's, he's funny 
Um, but I never really you know, took him too serious. Don't take his advice, nah, please nah, don't. Nah. <laughs> please don't. But but he's he's entertaining. He's entertaining. But so but uh, nevertheless, he kind of like it was entertaining enough where it made me want to learn more. Um, and then you know there was some other really good influences that I followed, and um, so it was really just uh, watching people, uh, reading. I started reading white papers and um, looking into projects, like trying to understand. the the technicals and um what makes a good project a good project and also uh understanding the kind of like weird uh ecosystem we have because something doesn't have to be good for it to be big it just has to have a, like a force behind it like yeah, we, we look at goblin goblin town, town, look yeah. at goblins let's talk on that let's talk on let's switch gears a bit the current market we're in a bear market within the nft and crypto space you're here in Melbourne. Why are you still in the space? Like, what's keeping you going in terms of the fun aspect of it? Because it seems like you're you're really enjoying yourself. Yeah, as I'm, monotone as your voice is, I know yeah, internally yeah, yeah. you're like raging of oh, yeah. being here. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, honestly, um, it, for me to come down here, it's as simple as I want to connect with people, um, and I want to be around people who have similar values. And I've definitely found that with these people around uh, this community, it's been nothing short of amazing um and what's keeping me around is simply like i i feel like it's obvious that when things are down it's time to build i i feel like that's just the obvious thing to do right um so that's what's that's why i'm here because when it's it's called a cycle for a reason you know that <laughs> when the cycle comes around again i'm planting seeds i'm planting seeds before the cycle starts so when the cycle comes i'll be ready I hope everyone else is as well. So what's what's one practical step that somebody that's it's a two part question that's in the in the NFT scene, what's something that they can do practically to plant that seed? And for somebody that isn't in the scene, what's something that they can do practically? Actionable step. So two part question. I think for somebody in the scene already, obviously, you know, everyone has different uh knowledge levels. Uh so it depends where you are. But the first thing is just uh being in it like being in the discords being on twitter um understanding different people's perspectives listening to spaces um and just uh taking as much information in as you can um to actually start planting seeds um it's it's relationships that's what it is right plant relationships are everything uh and if you can establish um you know good relationships with people not necessarily based on like uh, give and take just on uh, whether it's friendship or common interests or anything uh, it, they're invaluable uh, and that's something uh, I've, I've definitely learned uh, for someone that's not in the space at all I think you know like I said before just consuming content is a great way to start because I you know someone who's never you know dived into that world it's very intimidating like let's be real um, even just like the concept of sending your money like converting it to like something else and like sending it to this not a bank thing and like it take sometimes it takes a weird amount of time and you're paying like this fee to transfer your money like why am i paying 20 bucks to transfer my money you know things like this you got you got to kind of get over uh but watching content creators uh is a great way just because you know it's, it's got entertainment value and also it's just easy to consume you know it's it's not too hard on you know you're not reading and stuff so yeah i think just on that i mean i love watching your content 
Thank you. And uh, I know I know I was watching your content, and then we met at um, when you came to that other event in, in Melbourne quite some time ago. Uh, and I think you know what you do a really good job of that. Thank because, you. Because and I think you know I think we all do uh, in a sense. Uh, you know, like you said, it's that lack of education, right? So it's like, you know, if you keep putting out content, you know, and us, we all owe that as a responsibility to, you know, just put out content because you never know who's watching. And, you know, I'm sure you've had multiple people come up to you, uh, as we all have, and people go, oh, I love your content and this and that. And, you know, it's educating and onboarding those new people, right? Yeah. But like you said, it's very confusing at the start. Um, but... You know, once people understand something and they're educated on it, then, you know, it makes more sense to them. Yeah. So how do you see uh, that evolving um, with what you're doing in your content and educating others? Well, you Is know... Is it a priority for you? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a priority for me. I just do what I like to do. Like, that, that's if I'm being honest. I just like, I just do what I enjoy. And if people find value in that, amazing. You know, that's awesome. Um, I... If I can help people, that's a bonus. That's awesome. Like, that's amazing. Um, but I'm just going to do what I like to do. I'm going to talk about the things I like to talk about. Uh, and if people enjoy it, then amazing. I'm not trying to, you know, go viral with every video. I'm just trying to talk about stuff that interests me. Uh, and yeah, whatever happens, happens. My, I think I said this to so many people over the last couple of days, but my TikTok is just a social resume for me. You know, it's, it's a place where I can connect with people. Um, you know, I've met so many people through it and it's already, it's already proven. It's how we met. We met. That's how you're on the podcast. Exactly. That's how you came to Melbourne again. Yeah. So it's, it's already, you know, the case has been proven for that time and time again. Um, and yeah, anything else that comes from it is a bonus. Um, do you have any, do you have any hot takes? Cause obviously we're seeing the NFTs in crypto space live on twitter and discord right mm. now and the tiktok scene is there the organic reach is not like any other platform but the conversions on that isn't there yet do we need to see a more maturing audience what do you do you have a hot take for the space um i think we'll naturally see more people go into it i, I don't think it's uh something we should worry about or try to convert people onto tiktok because people that have their mind made up about something like that you know they don't care they don't care how um what we say or we say you know oh no there's actually good content on tiktok you just have to find it you just have to find your lanes in tiktok um because there are amazing creators in every niche on that every single niche uh so i think it's just a it's an it's another thing where there's a stigma around it right uh but as you know people um you know grow up as kids grow up um go from you know 15 16 17 18 they start getting into finances, start getting into crypto and NFTs, especially NFTs, because they're like, it's fun, right? It's like, it's got like a fun aspect to it. Crypto is, you know, it's like, oh, like, uh, internet money. money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just looking at charts and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people. Hey, it's fun looking at charts. I, look, I, know, <laughs> no, no, I mean, for like a 17 year old and stuff, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of intimidating, you know, but then when you're just kind of looking at pictures and you're like, this looks nice. You know, it's like, or like that. I, I, it's connected to a game or something like that. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to fall in love with. Um, so I think it's just gonna be a natural progression, uh, and from there, people will start looking at charts. So don't worry. Well, exactly yeah. right, because huh? they start to realize that you can get so many gains from just looking at a chart. Right? Absolutely. So where did you learn how to read a chart, anyways? Uh so just literally a lot of YouTube videos. Um, 
there's particular people that I used to watch pretty frequently that I don't watch anymore just because I mean I kind of absorb the knowledge um but them, do you, yeah so I really like crypto weatherman uh he's a really good one um I like uh what's his name Pisano he's from yeah, Queensland from Queensland yeah. yeah I love Pisano he's he's awesome um yeah they're like my go-to guys yeah. to be honest uh, and obviously max strategies like oh, no. <laughs> Pisano yeah, no, how, about, how about within the nft space who's some who's who's a few people that you look up to that you see from a builder's perspective they're doing this really well we had this conversation last night but for the audience the person listening from, did we have this conversation last yeah night? we did a tiktok we, oh. you, you were a few drinks in all oh. oh, right okay okay yeah <laughs> Just drop my memory. Surprise. um from a builder's perspective in the nft space in general um i mean obviously you gotta look at the legends like gary v he's just a pioneer right uh and i feel like there's a lot of just low-key people just pushing the space forward people that you know maybe just be completely doxxed uh, but they're doing amazing things um and I feel like it's kind of, um, you know, so sporadic. So everyone's so spread out, so international. Um, and they're coming from all corners of the world. And I think it needs to be like that. You know, obviously Voltura is here in, in Melbourne um, and he's pushing the space here. You guys are here pushing the space. Um, equally important, you know. You guys put on just as big of an event as Voltura did, you know. And it's not like you guys have 200,000 followers on Twitter. So that's something to be so proud of. Um, and it's it's people like you guys, people that are, are pushing the space on a local level uh, that brings those communities together to then grow astronomically. So yeah, I think it comes down to the to the micro communities that are really doing cool. it. Let's end this. So we have a segment on the Rolling Up podcast called The Final Five Questions. Mm, okay. You can answer in one word or one sentence. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, if you had one message for the world, what would it be? Dive deep, dive straight, let's go. Get intimate. Mm, yeah, feel sexy all the time. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Uh, probably just um, nothing's linear. That's probably it. Nothing is linear. Life isn't linear. Progress isn't linear. That's it. Describe your project, Moonwalker FM, in one word. Lo-fi. The bear market that's coming, how would you describe your feeling and excitement for it? Uh, I don't really care. It's uh, I'm going to be doing the same thing either way. The Australian NFT scene. Beautiful. And finally, NFT Melbourne. The fucking best. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Peace and love. Pleasure chatting to you, Cam. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks final words. Really Let's go around. James, final words, brother. Uh, yeah, final words, man. I just want to say, you know, thank you to come down. Um, I had some really good time with you. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate everything that you're doing for the space. So no, keep doing you. it, brother. Never give up. Thanks, man. And appreciate you opening up, sharing your story as well. I think that those hardships that you've overcome is now you're reaping the rewards for. So it's fantastic to see. And I can't wait to see what you're going to accomplish in the next five years, my friend. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Cam, any final words, brother? Uh, no, just thanks for having me. Um, you know, these guys are doing amazing things in the space and I'm excited to work with you guys more in the future, just be around you guys. Um, and I'm really excited for the Australian scene. Yeah, you guys have made me excited for the Australian scene. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. Cameron the NFT on Twitter, if you want to follow me, plug. 
Peace and love. Let's roll up. Hey.